Okay, Be'ezus Hashem, let's talk about the Inyan of Matzah, right, the uh, second Mitzvah Doraisa. Last time we discussed the Inyan of Sipi Yitzis Mitzrayim, but the other one is the Din of Matzah. The Torah tells us very, very clearly, Be'erev totally Matzahs, in the evening of Tum Tumat Pesach, person should eat Matzahs. And this is where we get the uh, Mitzvah Doraisa, any adult, both men and women, have a Chiv to eat Matzah on Pesach. In fact... It's very, very important, this mitzvah. I'll tell you a couple of interesting things. The Kavachayim brings in Tofnan Dalit. He brings the Zoya Kodesh in Parashat Truma. Shalas is a mitzvah's chinom in Kosov. Bemekach shalui bechinom. Velakachtem lochem. Brings a medrash tan chuma. So it's interesting. From here it comes out that the Indian for a person to pay for his matzahs. person shouldn't get them by matona. person shouldn't get them for free. He should try to pay them. Obviously, if you've got them by matona, it works and they belong to him. In fact, there's a very interesting Svasemis. The Svasemis says... This is interesting. The Svas Emes brings down that um, there's an Indian for the matzahs to be lochem. It brings a raya from, just that we know by uh, by uh, the Dalad Minim, also lochem, so it has to be yours. But Lebai says, as long as you get it in any way, it's absolutely fine. There are people, for example, rather those that look at the Svas Emes in Mesech to Sukkah, Daf Lamed Hei, Omad Allah, Divikamasu, Begimara, so it has to be yours. That if the get, if you're a guest of someone in Seder, so he says that you want to make sure you've got to be kind of it, you've got to take it before you're going to have a shus. It's got to be Shaloi Mamash, and uh, he said the oilim are not nizir in this. Most poskim are not makped on that. The miyasha the minig oilim that people are not makped. It's got to be lachem that we learn from Xavier Shava that it doesn't have to be yours. If someone's going to be shush, then it's fine, and that's what we do generally. But we do have to know. That's very important, like some Sofa points out in Shubas, the Mitzvah eating Matzah is one of the last, I mean, you know, basically the last Mitzvah we have to be Mekayim of anything to do with Pesach, and it's on a Dereisa level, we don't have a Korban Pesach, it's our memory of the Korban Pesach, Kodshim, Chuma, everything. This is the last one, it's a very, very harsh Mitzvah that a person should have, should do in the proper way, being Mekayim, all of the uh, Halachas. Now, when it comes to matzah, so first of all, Rav Shaim, because that's how our Shiva used to always say, you know, women sometimes, they're busy in the kitchen, we mentioned this last time, they have a habit, you know, they walk in, they take a bite of matzah, they run backwards and forwards to the kitchen, take a few bites here and there. It's not to, it takes too long to eat the matzah. A person has to eat the matzah in the proper way, and it has to have a din of an achila. A din, a din of an achila means it has to be eaten in the proper way, in the amount of time that a person is meant to have, right? Which is not so poshant, right? That, that it's meant to be eaten in a certain amount of time. We know that's kadeh achilas pras. I mean, we'll just say this on a basic level just to try to understand it on a small way. But it's got to be eaten, you know, try to be done within three to four minutes. If you cannot manage three to four minutes, then five to six. If you can't manage five to six, then nine minutes is also good. But it definitely should be eaten within nine minutes. That means a person is meant to be relaxed chew it well, swallow it. In fact, the Mishaburah says you're meant to put the entire kazayas in your mouth and then swallow it bit by bit, but the whole thing's in your mouth at one time, which is quite difficult. You know, what exactly is a kazayas anyway? Now, it's impossible for me in this in this way to give over what a kazayas. I can give you the shurim of, you know, fluid ounces and cc and all these things, but most of us are not going to start grinding up our matzah to see how much it is. But the basic idea on a very, very approximate level is if you've got extremely thin matzahs, they say it's around a half of a round shmura matzah. If you've got sort of medium thickness, again, what this is exactly is impossible to know, you know, on every single person, but a medium thickness, we're talking about around 40% of the matzahs about a kazayas, and if they're very, very thick ones, then a third of the matzahs is a kazayas. That's all about round ones. You're talking about rectangled, square matzahs, the shmura ones, so around two-thirds of a matzah is a kazayas for this purpose. 
and therefore, uh, then you're okay. So, if you, again, it's got to eat that amount. Again, it's a mitzvah daraisa. A mitzvah daraisa should try with between two and four minutes. If you can't manage that five or six, and if that even is difficult, you've got up until nine minutes. The Indian is to be relaxed and to try and, to try and do it that way. Um, okay. Again, the Shurma gave are very, very approximate. They're not exact. Now, leaning. Leaning is another thing that people, unfortunately, are not so much. in the way the Bishop Ruhr brings it in top five base, he brings two reasons that we lean on our right. Number one, if you, la- if you uh, on our left, I'm so sorry. If you lean on your right, that's not called a saber. That's not called leaning. Because you've got to eat with your right. That's how a general person is. And the other reason is because we know the Gemara tells us, Shema Yagdim Konodaveshet. We're worried that air pipe will get blocked if you block it, which is on the right hand side. And therefore, that's where you do it to the left. And there's no difference between a righty and a lefty in these halachas as I state in the Shulchan Aruch. Um, and the Ramah everyone leans to their left. Now, leaning means you're comfortable. Now, the first thing when it comes to a saber, the mitzvah of a saber is, is that you have to be leaning in a way they're actually leaning onto something. If you're leaning in the air, you are not yotzer. Not yotzer means that if you just take the matzah and you are leaning a little bit to your left, you are not yotzer. You have to eat the matzah all over again and the whole shin, everything that comes together with that. Whereas, if you're leaning on something, and that's important to prepare before the seder, prepare your chair, prepare the place that you're eating, even if you don't have a fancy couch or a fancy chair, make sure maybe you've got another back of a, a chair near you, maybe you've got an armrest, maybe you've got something else you could put there, or even your chair itself, just put a pillow there, and you lean to the left, but onto something, and it should be comfortable. If it's uncomfortable, it's not so posh, but if you are comfortable and you're leaning onto something, you are yoitza. But it is an important thing, uh, when it comes to women, so the Shulchan Aruch, we know famously tells us in Tophah and Beis that a woman doesn't need to lean, unless they're Choshev, and like the woman, like the Ramah says clearly, Ah, Baruch Hashem, Chol HaNashim Shalonu, Miki Choshevus, all of our women are considered to be Choshev, but there is a Rav Yoh, and the Rav Yoh basically comes along, it's put down in the Ramah already, but the Rav Yoh basically wants to say that it's not, it, it sh- a person doesn't really have to lean, and the reason for that is, because it's not our minute to lean. It's true, in the olden days, the way they used to eat was through leaning, but that's not how we generally eat nowadays. That's not what we do. And therefore, it's not something we have to do because that's not called cheres nowadays. Now, the maestro, we pass in that we do lean, but with so much on the ravioh for many, many situations, many of them I'm not going to go into, but for example, if you didn't lean, so sometimes you could be so much on the ravioh. Maestro, the Mishabur says many, most times you should go back and eat the matzah because the matzah is daraisa. Um, when it comes to dalakosis, the one of the reasons that we don't generally go back is because we have a problem of being moise balakosis, even though we have to lean also by the Dalakosis. So if a person forgot to lean, for example, let's say for Kiddush, he forgot to lean. That's the first cup of Dalakosis is Kiddush. So he forgot to lean. So he has to go back and do it again because he didn't lean. It's Ma'akiv. But since we're worried that he has to go go again and make another bracha because he didn't have this in mind when he made the original bracha, so he has to make another bracha. It looks like he's being moisif, ad- adding to the kosis, the Shiloh Baltosif, and therefore it's five kosis. We know there's only four, and therefore he shouldn't do it, which is what the Mishabur's Eitzit is, is that a person would have in mind to drink more afterwards when he makes the original bracha of Kiddush, and therefore when he does have to drink another cup if he forgot to lean, he will not make a new bracha. If you don't make a new bracha, then there's no problem with being most of alakosis, and therefore you're back to square one that you should go back and do it again with leaning. But upon him, we generally lean during the four kosis and we lean during the uh, the matzah. And the, the Ramah even says that we try and lean during the, the, the whole meal, the whole suda. A person should try and also lean for the whole meal of shulchan aruch. That we also try again if it's uncomfortable and you cannot, then no. But it definitely a person should try to lean all day. We do not lean for the morrow, as we know. Um, and other places as well, and the carpas. Now, uh, moving on. 
So that is in Legabe Matzah, that women also chayev, and they have to make sure to eat all the kazesim in a regular way. Um, we know that uh, basically the, the matzah that has to be used for achilles matzah should not be wetened or moistened in water or other liquids, because what it does is it, 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 it changes the taste. If you've got, like the Mishabura brings a case of a choyla, or a person very, very ill, or he's old, and he's unable to chew or digest the matzah in a regular way, so he can crumble it down beforehand, there are posts that allow it to dip it into cool water, to moisten it for just for a moment and then eat it that way, but it generally um, it shouldn't be done unless it needs to be done, and they have to ask a rov in such a different shiloh over there. Now, um, moving on. So that is when it comes in the gabe the shear of when it comes to matzah. Let's talk about for the moment the Indian of Dalad Kaisis. We know that the Dalad Kaisis, the four cups, represent the four Lashonis of Gaulav, and it's interesting, just an interesting question, just I got if you say this over by the Seder night. Why wine? You know, why, why not anything else? Why not apples? Four apples. Like, well, what's Pshat wines? So you could answer Balabatish and say, well, because everything in the Seder, everything in Torah, everything in, in generally in Yiddishkeit is always represented by wine. You know, we have a, a chasna, we drink a, take out a cup of wine, make a shemarachas, cup of wine, you have a brisk cup of wine. Everything is always represented by a cup of wine. So also this as well, okay, that's, that, that could be. Or you could say another Pshat, Shlomo Zalmas is the Pshat in Halicha Shlomo. He says, because everything else you take, the more you eat, the more sick you get. Right, yeah, imagine you have four bars of chocolate. Ugh, eventually you get sick of it. Four apples, eventually you get sick of it. Wine is the only thing that the more you have, the more you want. Since we're trying to represent the gu'ula, and the gu'ula is something that we're going to want more and more and more, closer to Hashem, closer to Hashem, then the only thing we can possibly use to try and represent that is wine, which represents that. And therefore... We make sure our cup holds at least a revius. Revius is somewhere between 3.3 ounces and 5.3 ounces. And the Shulchan Aruch already brings that it's better to actually swallow the entire cup, which is why it's always get, better to get a kois that it holds less than more, right? Because this way, you'll, as long as it holds a revius, you're yaitza. So rather, instead of looking for some big fancy cup, look for a smaller cup, because this way you could be yaitza, the mitzvah lechatchila, of drinking the entire cup, as opposed to just having a sip. Of course, your yaitza, if you have uh, just revius, now I'll just point out, the Mishabura says this is different to Kiddush. By Kiddush, as long as you have Revia, so you don't have to drink the whole kais. There's no din over there. Over here, it's not a din so much in the share of wine. It's a share of kais, dalad kaisus. And therefore, it's a din to drink at least rave of the cup. More than 51% of the cup should be drunk. It's very, very important. Um, the best, as we know, is wine. If a person cannot drink wine, he can drink a bit of mix of wine and grape juice, but it should still have the time of the alcohol. If a person can't do that, then grape juice is fine. No problem whatsoever. In fact, many of the Gedolian, the Chazanish, the Chibinirov, even the Biskurov, they couldn't drink wine, otherwise who knows what would happen to them. So they drank grape juice, and therefore it's absolutely fine. Um, in fact, some say that at least maybe the first cup should be wine, because that's real sumcha that chazal were masakin, and the rest of them could be grape juice over there. Once again, preferably two swallows, like the Shulchanach and Yeridea tells us, when you drink a cup, drink it in two swallows. You should try to drink it up to, you shouldn't sip, 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 sip. You should be drunk straight away, and if a person, again, should try to drink the entire cup, if you cannot drink the entire cup, at least roiv of the cup is fine. And even if that's difficult for a choyla, or for someone who cannot do more than that, then a revias is absolutely fine even if the cup itself has revealed. Again, you were leaning at this stage, and we're leaning means you're actually leaning onto something. Let's remember that. It's very important for us to remember that the leaning is done onto something and not just stum. 
um, and not just Tam. When it comes to leaning, a couple of other things as well. Leaning during the Magid. So the Postgim say, you should, Mr. Burr brings this, that a person should not lean when it comes to the saying of the Haggadah, because it was said, Be'ema u'be'yira, so the Mr. Burr, Tofayin Gimel, so it Aleph, um, tells that where that should be done, Be'ema u'be'yira, and therefore, uh, there should be a somewhat of a serious atmosphere during the Seder. Of course, it's meant to be done Basimcha, it's meant to be done properly, but at the end of the day, we have to do, we have to realize what exactly we're doing over here, and what we're trying to accomplish over here as well, which is very, very important. Okay, um, the Ramah brings down that the, uh, he's talking about the Balabayas, should not fulfill, the leader of the Seder should not fill his own course, he should allow someone else to do it for him. Uh, there are many people that have a minig that everyone, you know, do this, does this for everyone, even though it's brought down the Ramah only applies to the Balabayas, the leader of the Seder, but the general minig is that everyone uh, does it to everybody else, and that demonstrates once again Cheres, which is what we're trying to demonstrate with many of the things that we're doing, is we're trying to demonstrate Cheres, and that's what's going on. Now, uh, between the Kaisas... Uh, definitely wine or any alcoholic beverage should not be drank between cup one and cup two, meaning before washing, before Shulchan because basically if you do drink wine, it gives the appearance that you're adding koisus to the dalakosis, and that should not be done, and there are other reasons as well, the Mishabur brings up a word about going to get drunk, he's not going to come to the Shvach and the other mitzvahs, uh, but obviously water is absolutely no problem whatsoever. A person is not allowed to eat before Shulchan but again, if a person is a chayla and he needs, or especially a child, needs to eat before the say the person feels weak, for whatever reason, a pregnant woman, a feeding, feeding woman, an elderly ill, whatever, and they, they can be eating and drinking before without any problem whatsoever. Again, every individual shayla is different. Now, when it comes to morrow, morrow we don't lean, right? The mitzvah of morrow was a daraisa, and we hope Be'ez HaShem this Pesach will also be a daraisa if we have the Be'ez HaMikdash and we have the Korban Pesach. But since the Torah says, Al-Matzah um, so it comes out to tell us that the Korban included morrow, and therefore when you have a Korban, then the eating of morrow is daraisa. Nowadays it's a Durabonon. Now obviously because uh, the morrow represents slavery and bitterness, mar, so therefore we do not eat it Be'ezheba, um... And basically, the Shulchan Aruch already brings, the Gemara already tells us, the Mishnah already tells us, in Lamates, there are five different types of vegetables that are varied, Chazeres, Ulshin, Tamcha, Charchavina, and Mara, whatever those are. The, the person will say, we don't know exactly what all of them are. The best of them is considered to be, the, the most best one is considered to be Chazeres. Chazeres basically is something like a type of lettuce, um, for example, romaine lettuce, iceberg lettuce, that's, that's probably one of the best, and the reason for that is, as the post can say, is it starts off nice and sweet, and ends off very, very bitter, gives an ending bitter taste, and that is something that happened in Mitzrayim to us, is that it started off, we were doing slavery, so to speak, it, voluntarily, because we were doing it for money, we were doing it because pirate promised us things, and then eventually became bitter, so the morrow does remind us of that, horseradish, which is the meaning of most people, is actually something where which is very, very acceptable. Endives as well, French or Belgium endives, if you know what things are. And there's all sorts of other things as well, which we're not going to get into. Obviously, if you are using uh, leaves and lettuce and things like that, making sure that even though they are the most preferred more than horseradish, the Mr. Brewer points this out, to make sure that you check them for bugs. And I've tracked down this many, many years and found bugs many times, and therefore it's not Kadai. If you're going to be Yotza, the sheet of the best one, which is lettuce, to be Chas shalom over many, many Asurim of eating bugs, and therefore it's better to eat the horseradish, which is obviously no shadow of bugs, and therefore it's fine. But after you do use um, the lettuce, make sure you check it well for bugs, do the light to make sure that there are no bugs over there. 
Horseradish is interesting. The Mishabur brings shtikala machloikas. You know, there are those people that, you know, want to make sure you keep it covered so it should be as strong as possible. The Mishabur brings a film already that said, no, forget. You should do it close to the meal and you should do it and leave it in the open so that it does lose a little bit of the uh, strongness. There's no inion of a person having smoke coming out of his ears and nose, you know, at the time of eating it and all everyone laughing at him during the Seder. That's not really the point over here. It's really, it's a real thing. We're meant to be doing it. Make sure you eat a kezayas that a uh, kezayas that's eaten of the um, of the mora in that way and it's dipped into the charoises in fact the Shulchan Aruch says it's fully dipped the Mishabur says let me just dip a little bit in and you shake it off because obviously if you put too much charoises there you're going to be losing the time of the mora and you lose the time of the mora then you lose the whole point of the mora and that's not a good thing and therefore that should not be done over there um, okay, there's a lot more that we have to cover. I hope Be'ez Hashem next time, Be'ez Hashem tomorrow, to cover some more halachas, which could be interesting as well, Be'nagir. Maybe we'll quickly run through some of the actual inyanim of the simonim, the 15 simonim starting from Kaddish, to give ourselves a little bit of an idea on what's going on. Again, the main idea is to try to prepare everything beforehand, prepare, we'll know what you're doing, so that when you come to the Seder, you relax, you know everything, what's going on, you know what to do, where, how and her, and therefore Be'ez Hashem, the, uh, the Seder will be a very big success. Be'ez Hashem tomorrow, we'll try to finish off a few more other things. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.